How has your week been? It's been all right. It's been all right. How about you? It's good. Yeah, good, good, good. That was, it's been a jam-packed week, to be honest. I was on annual leave um, the whole week, so I've not been working. Um, I've been up and down with mom, uh, which, to be honest, it's, it was good. Something different. Um, then obviously it was my birthday uh, on Friday, um, and then I started my podcast uh, today. Yeah, today. So, so many different things happening, but yeah, we like it when it's busy. Anyways, I prefer it like that. So, damn, busy, busy, busy. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. a belated, belated happy birthday. Thank you so and- much. So excited to hear about your new podcast! Like, <laughs> yeah. of, like you, um, you put a link in the chat already, didn't you? Um, I think I sent or... it uh privately. Yeah. Oh, okay. This morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I have this morning. I sent it to lots and lots of people. So, yeah. Whenever you can and you want to, feel free. It's just literally trailers. Uh, so they're very, very short. Because I thought, people are busy. So, you know, let me just, like, uh, ensure that everyone has one minute, two minutes, you know, in their busy schedule to listen to it. So, yeah. When you listen, I hope you enjoy it. Mm. Well, how's your uh, songwriting coming along? Very slowly. Okay. Very slowly. Surely. So, like, you know how I told you, like, I only had, like, a phrase and, like, a simple melody. Okay, okay. Like, I've built on the the words a little. There's not, there's still not mm. much. Maybe, like, I'm still not sure if I'm happy with what I've got at the moment because I might, like, Scrap what I've got for my reversal and then restart it. But you know, just going through, grinding, doing different bits to see which bit works. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> because, like, that's something that we don't like take into consideration when we talk about songwriting. It's more than just writing mm. the lyrics. Because mm. Like the meaning behind what you're saying, you want it to be able to reach people, and then actually writing the music itself is all mm. all difficult. So mm. yeah, slow going. Mm. I guess yeah, as you said, uh, it's a process. So it's not as simple as it's not that you're writing a poem. You're not doing poetry in in the sense that it's just the uh, words. You, you gotta factor in different things so the melody the meaning that you're attaching to things how people are gonna receive it so it's 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 complex so yeah now nah, you pace yourself you know and give yourself credit as well because mm-hmm. I mean I'm pretty sure that it takes like sometimes months to uh, to produce songs if not more so a little bit like movies you know. It, it takes time. What we see, we see it in two hours, but it, it would have taken them like years, you know, to put things together. So it's process. So keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. I look forward to hearing any content, you know, whenever it comes out. 
Oh, thank you, thank you. It'll be a long time, but... <laughs> oh, yeah, no rush. That's the thing, no rush. There's no need to rush. Just enjoy the process. Hello? 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 Benga, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> good, 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 good. Good to have you. Are we ready to get cracking? Yeah, we're ready to solve. Okay. Okay. Good. Well, let me let me introduce. I feel like it's been a, a long time since I've introduced. So um let me let me do the honors today. Um so welcome everyone to the CQ podcast. Um Today you have myself, Christina. Yeah, you have Io. Yeah, you have Io. And Bengo. And Bengo. Wonderful. Um, and today we're just carrying on with the topic of faith. Um, we we started it uh, last week, and um, we hope that you enjoyed listening to to that episode. And today we just want to really continue. We want to delve a little bit deeper. And make it a little bit more personal so you get to hear uh, our take on faith, our stories. Um, and we also want to talk a little bit more about what do we do when our faith uh, gets tested, if it has ever, you know, been tested. What what do we do then? What is our posture like? Um, so, yeah, get comfortable and get ready for today's episode. All right, I'm going to st- open this up with a, a question. When did you first discover your faith? This mm-hmm. is a nice little thing to get us started. When did you first discover your faith? Mm. I like that, you know. I, I like how you've worded it. Um, I think for me, it has to be uni. Yeah, for me, it has to be uni because before uni, uh, growing up uh, in Italy, actually, we used to go to a Catholic church because my dad is Catholic. So uh, that's, that is what I was used to. I was used to going to the priest. If you sin, then you kind of talk to the priest and uh, you tell him what you've done wrong. And then he would say you then have to um, say a prayer and then all sins are forgiven. Um, uh, or anyways, in, in the religion, that is what it was believed. Um, and yeah, growing up in Italy for most of my life, really, um, I used to go to a, a Catholic church, although mom is not Catholic, uh, as you both know. So my mom did instill in me the habit of uh reading the bible and meditating on the bible although um i wouldn't always do matter of fact it's of recent (laughs) i started reading my bible i can't even lie i used to find it very difficult but anyways going to what you are asking when did i discover my faith it was four years ago i remember 
going to Nigeria for my cousin's wedding. And I remember uh, there were so many other cousins that I had that were way younger than me. And they were talking about, you know, uh, being born again. They were talking about speaking in tongues. They were talking about so many different things that I'd not really given much thought to. Uh, and I remember then coming back to the UK and thinking, I feel like I, I, I need, I'm in need of going deeper. And I remember being in uni, it was my second year of uni. And I just, I didn't feel satisfied. Like I had friends, you know, uh, my student finance and everything was generous. I was good, you know, everything externally was fine. But internally, I always felt this sensation of something is just lacking, something's just lacking. And I could never really understand what was lacking. And then I remember uh, going to church um, then um, and uh, praying to God and asking him, like, just kind of show me the way, show me what you want me to do. And then uh, I decided to give my life to Christ in my second year of, of uni. Um, and since then, though, it, it took me time to still discover the faith, to still fall in love with God, to fall in love with the relationship that I have with God, fall in love with myself even, which is still currently, you know, taking place. And then in my uh, final year of uni, I got baptised. And I think that's where I would say I properly discovered the faith because I sent, I felt a deep sense of peace that never experienced before so going back years when I, I couldn't feel satisfied I couldn't feel fulfilled and then fast tracking few years to my baptism definitely I would say that's when I discovered faith because I discovered peace so that's my story what about you guys thank you very much for sharing that you know I lo- I, you know what, I actually like hearing people's stories because it can be so wholly different from your own. And Very it's true. Like, it's just a nice thing to hear about. Mm, I agree. Mm. Yeah, for me, you know, I'm going to save the second half of this story for when we get to, um, when we're talking about crises in faith and stuff. Mm. Because mm. That, that part of of my of my of my journey of my story is more important well it's still all important but it's more relevant when we get to when we get to that down the road but mm. yeah so Benga can fact check me here but <laughs> we were <laughs> we were brought up in a Christian home like since day we were born going to church like Every Sunday in church, every Friday in church, every Wednesday in church, every Tuesday, mm-hmm. especially when we were very young, and because um, our dad was um, part of the choir, we'd still go to church for choir meetings, prayer meetings constantly. Mm-hmm. And you know, like as when you're a child, you can't really, you don't really know why you're there. Mm. So you're like. Yeah, I'm going to church, I'm going to church, but why am I here? What am I doing mm. here? Like, all my mm. friends are going out, they're having fun, but why am I having to be stuck in church 
So yeah, mm. for my childhood, I was just like, why am I here? I don't get it. Mm. And then as I got towards like secondary school, I could I could like see God moving, yeah, in both my life and in the lives of those around me, but I couldn't quite recognize it. If you know what I mean, like I mm. knew there was happening. I knew there was something going on, but I couldn't like I couldn't recognize it for myself because it was just in my mind it was all just hearsay from what other people were saying. They were saying, "Oh, look at the way God is moving in in this person's life." I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I recognize that something's happening, but I personally don't, I don't see it. And it wasn't until I got to college, and this was, um, what, second year college, I was at a point where I was very low, I was very down. And I don't know, I was going to church, and that was when I really decided to like make a shift to like properly try and dedicate myself to to Christ, and I don't know, it just clicked for me then. Hmm. And I would say, like, that's when I really discovered my faith. That was when I really, you know, had it all come together. Like it, like everything just came together. Like it just. As I said, it just clicked, and that's my story. Hmm. Can I can I actually ask? Uh, because yeah. as you said, it is beautiful to hear um, different stories and different journeys. Um, just uh, because I imagine if people are listening, they're probably wondering. You know, you said that something clicked, and um, it would be interesting to find out. Um, how would you describe? You know that something that clicked how, how did, would you describe that yeah that's that's fine um i don't know when i when i say i was low i was like i was being stressed out by a lot of different things um mm. both at home and in college and i i was um i was asking for peace of mind because i was also not sure of I got to a point where I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do. Like I'd had the idea of what I was going to do from a young age, but when it actually came to like really formulating a plan of what I was going to do, I was lost. I was completely Mm. lost. And so I started praying for direction and guidance. And, you know, I want to thank God that he, um, he put one, one uncle in in my in my path to just speak mm. to me and like talk to me about uh about the sort of things that I could do with what I was doing at the time of uh, what my A levels were and all things like that and then he encouraged me to read the Bible and to pray on it and to just wait for God's answer and mm. yeah I did and it wasn't like I want to say this to everyone who's listening, it wasn't like a, a one and done thing because it it doesn't mm. quite work like that. It was a continuous prayer over a, a large period of time, and mm. then God answered my prayers, and we're here now. We're still on our journey. So yeah, mm. Mm. that's good. That's nice to hear. That is good. 
I heard what you said, don't worry, don't worry. I was actually paying attention for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, in terms of Christianity, like I already explained it. And for those who haven't gathered already, we're brothers for the slower portion of the listeners we have. Um, hey, don't say it like that. But um, <laughs> we're, we're, we're brothers. So obviously we went to church very young um this that and the other but for me church was just the same old kind of place that you're forced to go to when you're young no one ever tells you why and then you know you're just going about your day for the rest of the evening or whatever um it probably wasn't up until maybe uni time and I say uni time because at uni, I didn't go to church. And it was more because I didn't want to now introduce myself to a new setting. Like I'm a person who, for the most part, likes to stay, not necessarily stay in one place, but stay where I know people, stay where, you know, everything's familiar to me. And having to introduce myself to a whole new group of people seem somewhat daunting so for the three years I was at uni I basically just stayed away from church and from then it opened my eyes to how much I do actually need church because as I said in one of the earlier episodes without church me personally because I don't know about anyone else but me personally I'm lost like I don't necessarily know what to do, where to turn to. And whilst I know that my Bible holds all the answers, it's one of those things where I don't want to sit down at any point and read because I just don't like reading. But when I listen, my kind of knowledge comes through other people's teachings and even just listen to listen to gospel music like that's where most of the word ministers to me because I'm a music oriented person so anything music just preaches to me more than just hearing a pastor speak or whatever so I I wouldn't say up until even this year I've tried to be more proactive in trying to read the Bible, trying to understand what it means to be a Christian, you know, the things we go through, why we go through, um, you know, why certain things happen to us. And it seems that, like, I used to think that other people, like, let's say wealthy people, not a lot of them are Christian. And I always used to wonder, why are they rich if they're not Christian? And I always had the misconception mm. of if you're Christian, it means you're meant to be poor. If you're not Christian, mm. you're wealthy. And then I always mm. thought that if you're a non-Christian and you're wealthy, I'm sure that comes at a cost when you now have to face judgment because then you have none of the values from the Bible that you're living by day by day. But mm. 
you know, it was more misinformation because nowhere in the Bible does it say Christians should be poor. It in fact, it tells us to mm. prosper. So that's for me how I began to start to look deeper into the Bible and try and understand what I'm doing rather than just going along with everything anyone says mindlessly like a zombie. Mm-hmm. And that's the game changer, isn't it? When you decide to take it upon yourself to actually understand how to have a relationship with God. Because I think, um, first of all, I love your your honesty. I think it is important to recognize uh, where our strengths are, you know, and how we're able to relate to um, what God tells us, you know. Um, but equally then, I, I do think that as we grow in the Lord, we also understand how to submit our weaknesses and the areas that perhaps we're not too strong in so that God can actually uh, show us a way to uh, walk a little bit closer to him. So let me explain myself a little bit more. You see how you said, for example, that you don't really like reading, you prefer listening. uh, And that's where, for example, listening to songs helps you more. So I think that's, that's good. That's that's a that's a good place to be in the sense that you're recognizing, you know how how your faith works, and how you're able to commune with God, and I also think that then as you continue to grow, you then uh, are able to submit, you know, the areas that perhaps the reading, for example, it, it doesn't come as natural to so those areas are the ones that we submit to God, and then I do strongly believe that God actually shows us a way or he puts us in touch with people that tells us how because some yeah. i remember like with the reading all my days i used to read king james version and i'd be like god i've no idea what i've just read is it's like i'm reading japanese or korean honestly might as well be korean because <laughs> i honestly i tell you i did not used to understand nothing so much that it used to put me off and I wouldn't read because it's like anyways even when I read I don't understand and then I can't even remember when but at some point I started reading to New Living and all my days my world just like opened up and I just started to to understand and it just like it, it's a pleasure now reading and before I used to dread it um, so I do also think that, you know, with faith, the beauty of it is that you grow and because you're growing, your personality and confidence as well gets to shine and gets to become beautiful, which personally speaking, I don't think it happened when you're not in Christ and when you don't find your faith. You can still be beautiful, but don't think it would be the same beauty as when you are in Christ. And no, it's not the same beauty. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, I just want to quickly add on to that. You know what? King James Version has, <laughs> has been the biggest barrier for so many people when it comes to reading mm. the Bible because mm. it, it doesn't fit with, like, the modern way of speaking. It doesn't fit with, like, the modern way of understanding, mm. understanding words. Like, I know some people that will reading like new living or niv for mm-hmm. like 
the personal thing, but then they'll use mm. um, yeah. King James, like New King James, if they want to look at things from a not not like an old school sp- perspective because that's not quite it, but like I do understand, a, yeah, a more like. I want to use the word like true representation of what the writers of those books were trying to get mm. at. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm. Because there's a like there's a way that they write in like New King James. Like there's a there's a, a style of how they write that mm. you that it fully conveys what mm. the is trying to get across. Whereas mm. when you you live in it's it's better for you yourself personally to understand what you're reading mm, and it's mm. two sides of that coin mm, very true very true yeah hopefully by god's grace one day i'll be able to read king james <laughs> <laughs> one day one day one day okay. mm. now i'm sure the one thing that we're all dreading to really talk about but we're going to have to get into it is our biggest like crises of faith Mm. we want to just before we even get into that before we start talking remember that safe place no one's going to judge you for for anything that you say it's it's about being truthful it's about being honest and remembering that you are not alone like you're you're definitely not the only Christian who has struggled. You're not definitely not the only person who has had a crisis of faith, who has been tempted, to for lack of a better better term. Even Jesus Christ was tempted. Mm. Even even the Lord Jesus Christ was tempted, and he overcame it. So, mm. Mm. no, that's a that's a good point. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking. I'm kind of thinking out loud. Um, I think it, it's always nice to be, um, to be reminded of the, of the safe place and space. Um, I think for me, um, it's different things. I remember, um, at one point, this was during uni. So before, yeah, before I got baptized, I remember. Um, the summer that I came back just before my final year. Um, so this was actually after I gave my life to Christ. Then there was a summer where I remember I was having conversations like with different people. And, you know, when you just feel like, you know what, this Christian life is a hard job, you know, it's, it's kind of a yeah. hard job. So yeah. I, I think I was talking to, I can't even remember exactly, but maybe I was talking to some friends or maybe I was just uh, not even talking to friends just thinking out loud to myself and I was just just thinking maybe the bible is just there for our example but you don't have to follow everything because and I think that was just me wanting to follow my own ways as opposed to just submit you know weaknesses and all just insecurities and all uh, just to just to him um so I remember that that summer was a little bit tricky because I felt like uh my 
uh, compass was broken. Like I, I just didn't have a clear sense of direction and I felt like I didn't really have a relationship with God. So I think for me, what I've realized is that the worst times for me is when I feel distant from God and it could be because of guilt it could be because I feel like I'm not doing enough or I should be doing better or just like when I'm putting myself down a little bit or I've actually done something that I shouldn't have done that is when I feel distant from from God and I feel like um I'm I'm lost I don't know what to do and I think at that point the guilt just like kind of consumes me within myself because it's like I feel that there's a, a big wall between me and God. Mm. And it got to a point that I wrote down, you know, how I feel when I'm in this state where I, I may feel guilty or I may feel distant from him. I wrote it down on my phone at some point and then I... I kept it so that in the times where I may feel tempted or I may feel like I want to do something, then I would read it because then I know that there's no point because if I do, then I'm going to go into that cycle where I feel distant from God. And then what I found about myself is that when I go into that cycle, it then takes me a very long time to get to a place where I feel like my relationship with God, it's sound again. Um, so I think for me that that is one one area um, definitely uh, you know during my during my final year um, yeah that's that's the first one that that comes to mind there was another one but it's slipping my mind so maybe whilst I listen to you guys it's gonna come to mind again Yeah, but actually, one of the things that I wanted to say is that for me, sometimes when I start questioning God and I start saying, but like, why are specific things happening? Like, surely it should be, you know, much better. So one for me is, um, you know, growing up, you know, everyone in the family is Christian. Um, And growing up, I thought, everyone's going to be Christian like that's just like how we are in the family but then growing up and you know um, I got, my dad is Catholic and my bro uh, as he grew up he, he started distancing himself from the faith more and more so I think that's when I don't um, distance myself from the faith no but I would then question God to say but like surely uh, it shouldn't be too difficult like for them to to believe like why don't they believe and then I just you know start questioning God more and more and more because I just don't get it I'm just like surely you know if I pray it should happen but again I think for me I'm just uh, learning how to be patient in the Lord you know and really um, deciding to just like say yes to him although it's not always easy um so yeah those are the few things that come to mind what about you guys yeah um before i you can go you can go yeah okay well as i mentioned earlier a large part of my story of faith and how i discovered it 
like this would I say this I, I would say was like my biggest crisis to date mm-hmm. and so I did three years in college so I said my second year was when I discovered my faith and then the third year that's when I really had my crisis because I'm not sure if Bengal remembers this but I might that that year in particular, I know I've mentioned before that um, when I was in college, there was a lot of drama during that third year of mine, and it all just mm. bogged me down constantly, like every single day it was something else. And, you know, this was my reason for why I'm not a big fan of social media. But that, that particular right. year, it was so, so, so bad. And it then snowballed into so many different things because whilst I was feeling bogged down in, in like college, I was feeling bogged down at home and then I was feeling bogged down in church as well. And it got to a point where I felt as though I was being pulled like so thinly because I was holding so many different things together. I was holding so many Mm. different... um, I felt like I was a crucial link in a machine. And Mm. without me, the entire machine would have... would go to to scrap. And Mm. I was, like, pulled so, so thinly, I was just miserable. And and Mm. I I did distance myself from, from church a bit. Like, I would still be there, but it was like my heart wasn't in it anymore. Mm, Because I felt I was so bogged down. And, like, towards the latter end of that year, I recovered in some aspects, but not so much in others. So, because at that point, college was over, I was done with all that drama. Instant, instantly much better home as well got better but I don't know for some reason me being distant in church it just it just stuck because Mm. like and it was such a point that um that first year in in uni I was going to church very on and off very on and off Mm. and when I came home from uni that first summer the same uncle that um that sort of pulled me onto that right path in terms of my direction and what I wanted to do in my life he called me over and he said you know I've, I've been praying and the Lord has been speaking to me about you and how you needed some help you need some guidance some advice and he said that I don't exactly know what's going on with you, but I can see that you've been you've been distant. You've not been putting anything, your whole heart into it. And he said, why don't you um, join the choir? And up to this point, I had been in the choir very sporadically. Like if they needed like someone for like a conference or a special performance, I'd be there mm-hmm. to help out. But it was never anything more than that. And mm. so he said, yeah, why don't you like fully join the choir department? 
because you've got a great voice, you love to sing, and what better way to express it than to be giving praise unto the Lord? And I thought about it, and I was like, you know what? What's the worst that could happen? Like, I'll go back to doing something that I love. And Hmm. so I started joining the choir more and more, and... I'm pretty sure everyone in the house could tell that my mood suddenly Um. improved. I was like suddenly much happier. Yeah, I still have my grumpy days, but I was like definitely a much easier person to be around. I was a much happier person. (laughs) And I I want to say that was like the final like shift back towards fully being in love with Christ from that Mm. period where I was not so hot hmm. Hmm. Yeah. so basically like, joining the choir is what helped yeah you. it really did because we you know we all have our like individual talents that the lord has given us mm. Mm. and then there are those talents that he's given us to be used in praise of him in honor of him and if you 100%. don't utilize those then really what are you doing and Mm. that was something that I couldn't I I wasn't really getting that I got later on like Mm. I have the gift of song but if I'm not using it what was the point of me having the gift in the first place very true very true Mm. I love that Mm. yeah so when you're low do you sing and do you feel much better when I'm low, I read. <laughs> but no, uh-huh. um, but yeah, um, I'll be humming or singing something, and it's always put me in a in a better mood. Singing and reading, those two things will, like, you just leave me to do that. I'm happy. I'm happy. Mm. So mm. yeah. That's good. I love that, you know. I love I love your story. And I think um going back, I knew that by listening to you guys, I would remember more. I think very similar to you, um, there was one point in uni where I also it was actually during my placement year. Um, I must have gone to church, I think put together, it was few, few, few times, maybe I don't know, maybe 20 times. It was, and I remember trying different churches, but um, I, I do remember that there was no commitment whatsoever. Um, and when I compare that time to now, um, where, you know, we've got this podcast going, and I think it really, really helps in terms of fellowshipping and speaking to you like minded people around the same age. And then, you know, doing Bible study in church, having Sunday school, and realizing the the difference when this commitment, when you put yourself, you know, out there where God can really water you, there's a massive difference because then look at it this way. God waters you as you are fellowshipping, um, you know, as a family in unity, you know. God is watering you when you're doing your own solo thing in your own bedroom. God is watering us, you know, when we're doing the podcast. So I think when I compare my life now to uni, 
the, the from a spiritual point of view, um, I've got a very long way to go, but I know that it's already growth and is what I prayed for because I remember ending uh uni praying to God, you know what, God, I know that I've not given you the time that you deserve because I've been in my books, but you know, as I finish uni, I, I please help me to prioritize you because I want to prioritize you. So I think from what you were saying, Ayo, it sounds like the moment you uh, accepted that commitment, which you found in the choir, you then fell in love with God even more, built your relationship and, you know, just enjoyed the journey more. And, you know, I think this is an encouragement for myself and to everybody. Find out what your talent in Christ is. Because the moment you find that, you start enjoying the journey so much more. And in the times where you feel low, that same talent is what will bring you back up. You know, most of the time, that same talent is what will bring you back up and will just allow you to, you know, be surrounded as well by people that can speak into your life, can speak life over you, you know. And you just, I just think that um, you start enjoying faith much, much more as opposed to, you know, you're just going to church and that's it. But when you discover your talent, I think um, it's a game changer, really. What do you guys think? Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. Mm. Like, wholeheartedly mm. agree. Mm. Mm. How about you, Benga? What's your story? Mm, stories, stories. I blocked them all away in a chest in my brain. But for me, <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm, I can't even say I've necessarily found anything. I'm, like, still looking. Like, church for me mm. is just... Mm. It was a place where I enjoyed going to. But then it was a place... It grew very quickly in like secondary school time to a place where I have a dreaded going or I tried my best to sleep late so I didn't have to go. Um, But most times I found myself Mm. still at church and whatnot. Um, Mm. And and what didn't help and what elevated the, I'd say partial anger and partial distaste, like, the whole, you know, thing of being forced to do something that you don't necessarily want to do, whether it be drama, whether it be singing, whether, like, whatever it may be, like, I know I can sing, that's calm, but if I don't want to sing, I don't want to sing. So having to sing pushed me away from singing completely, and that's why I never go to the choir to sing, and... That was the only real way of ministering within the church. Like, I wouldn't get up and do Bible study. I wouldn't say I want to preach or whatever. I wouldn't do anything like that. So singing was really the only way that I could minister, just like a ministration through song. Um, But due to Mm. all the things that I was just seeing happening, in church and the things I experienced personally, I just said, you know what, I'm not singing, I'm not going to sing anymore. And then just 
sat in the back or, as you know, just um, played the drum. But even that got to a point where it was tasking. And I was just like, to be honest, I don't want to drum, don't want to sing, don't really want to sit at the back of the church and listen to anything. Like, it's just, me and church have a difficult relationship. It, there was a point where I would listen to not even just music, sermons from T.D. Jakes. And it's like every couple of weeks, something will hit me, you know, from the Bible or from a sermon or from a song. Like, but it'd be like a Bible scripture and it ministered to me more than anything else would and I have glimpses like that every now and again Mm. but like for me nothing's necessarily clicked and it's more because I keep myself heavily guarded in terms of not doing too much like I like to just sit on my own do whatever I'm doing and then when it's time for me to leave I leave that's that's my routine but having to be more open and, you know, use what you have to glorify God. The glorifying God isn't the issue. It's more now me and the physical opening myself up to say, here I am, I'm going to sing this song or I'm going to do this drama piece or like, like for the most part, I'm just not with it. And it, it just gets long. It just really gets long. So, I, I, to be honest, mm. I'm not even sure. Like, I don't like to talk too much. Like, I don't, I don't, I really don't like to talk to people, man. It, it's, it's a long. I go through stuff here. I go through stuff at school. I go through stuff at work, and going through, you know, different situations in so many different environments. And then not necessarily having a place to deliver that information or to grieve or to, you know, let out, let off some steam just makes me take my anger out somewhat um, on church and not even in church, more just now pulling myself away from church in general like I pull myself away from work that doesn't matter I pull myself away from my family that doesn't matter my friends that doesn't matter but church is where the biggest impact is like if anything church is the one thing you can't necessarily live without your friends your family like at one point or another they'll go the bible will always be there so for me it's just a point of you know, trying to cement myself in the in the Bible because life gets hard and when you've got no one else to speak to, mm, it it's it's God that can help. So, mm. so I want to remind you of a saying. Before I remember that no man is a mountain. No man is a mountain, and. If you don't understand what that means, it's like 
no one was put here on this earth to to suffer in silence. No one was put here on this earth to do it all alone. Hmm. Like as we've touched upon multiple times from our past episodes, finding like-minded people, finding people that understand your situation, understand where you're coming from, understand your mindset is a massive, massive help. And mm. secondly, thank you for for sharing and being honest. Now, mm. I have to ask you, Bengal, the feeling that the feeling that you have, is it something that is still persistent to this day or or is it a past feeling that you've had in, with regards to church? No, it's always been there. Even, like, even up till recent where I said to both you, Mum, Uncle Shagun, that I was planning on ministering in church, like, I was saying to Kingsley, give anything enough time and you'll withdraw your offer. Like, that I said when, maybe last year. And then, since then, I've been planning... I was planning to actually do it this summer, but obviously Corona churches aren't open this and the other. So, like, it gives it gives me too much time to reconsider what I previously said. So, to answer your question, it's like it's something that's always been there; it's not ever gone. Okay, I've got a question as well. And this is not necessarily to drill you at all. I think this is, exactly, this is to encourage people because uh, the narrative that you've shared, uh, and as Aya said, I think it's beautiful. I love the honesty. I really, really appreciate it. Um, And what you shared is something that I've heard before. um, And it's something that, um, because I've heard before, I want to, I want to unpack it a little bit more so that if anyone else listening or anyone else that we know is in a similar position, uh, we can potentially understand what to do, how to help, how to support. Because as Aya said, um, we need unity. And unity means that you need more than one. Um, So in my mind, I'm thinking, you said that you've got like this sense of anger that... uh, whether you place it on work doesn't do anything you place it on family doesn't do anything so church is the one that you can end up placing it on so i wanted to understand what is this frustration or anger from to answer your question is the anger can be from anywhere it's that it's not necessarily like it's just from church or it's just from work or it's just from like social life stuff like the anger can be from anywhere or everywhere so Mm. it's not necessarily just one place it just so happens that church is a place where I have to be every Sunday um Mm. and then you know the dynamic of the church there's not necessarily a drummer there so I'm the one who has to drum but other than that, like anything mm. else, I just refuse to do because I just don't want to. So that's where 
my anger gets placed for the most part. Right. So you feel like when, um, when those things come up, sorry, you feel like when those things come up, you're you're forced to take part, and that's what, and that's where the anger comes in. Am I right to assume that? That that that's that's just with church. That's just with solely church. Like, as I was saying, issues are from everywhere. If we're talking solely church, it's like each one of like Junior experienced stuff like that. Sean experienced stuff like that. You've experienced stuff like that. Even the youngers have experienced stuff like that. And I don't even want to place it down to a strictly RCCG, um, East Tilbury kind of issues. I'm talking like, just generally, like, it goes through to a lot of things, not just church. It just so happens that church was the place that we experienced. So that, that anger of being forced to do something that you don't want to do or being roped into something at random, you know, without warning. Like, that's literally just from church alone. But the issues that are faced daily, weekly, monthly can be from anywhere. Mm, I understand. I understand. So just to then move the conversation forward, I'm also aware um, that, shortly we'll be we'll be wrapping up so in your uh guys mind um how do we move forward you know if in your in 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 your own world okay uh what would church look like to you guys um for the you know uh you know brothers and sisters growing up uh, with us or uh, after us, you know, and in the future, what do we think and with the knowledge that we have and with the experiences that we have um, and with the faith that we have, um, what should community, uh, yeah, what should communities that are centred in Christ look like? Okay, yeah, I'm going to take a step at this. I'm going to... This actually... I'm going to link it back to some things that um, I said to my auntie, my like mm. actual aunt, when she asked a question about how um, parents can communicate with children. I'm just going to focus yes. purely on the children thing. And I told her that in with the way the world works now a lot there's a lot of distance between parents and children in terms of Mm. like what they get up to and what they're actually doing and I feel like the same thing applies to church there's such a divide between the old god the old generation the mums the dads the aunties and then the people that are coming up like there's such a divide Mm. and there needs to be a way to bridge that gap so that mm-hmm. cases like this don't happen. Because as Venga rightly said, there have been a few of us who have, not exactly the same, but have gone through a similar crisis, a similar crisis of faith. But 
maybe if there's a there was a way to bridge that gap more properly mm. it have been better handled and more quickly resolved mm. because mm. as we go through our christian walk as we go through our christian journey we are going to be tested time and time again mm-hmm. we're going to be tested time and time again our faith is going to be put to the test and it's mm. like how do we deal with it and how do we recover from it? So when I say bridging the gap, it means not when you're teaching the those that are coming up about about Christ, you have to do it in a way that they can understand. Don't just do it from a position where you're above and they're below, like you're the mm. almighty one, you're the like the most righteous, pious person around, and those that are coming up are basically like rookies that don't really know what's going on. You need to approach them face to face and make it and do things in a way that they can understand, do things in a way that they can relate to. So this like alienation between the two generations doesn't occur. Mm. Mm. That's, that's one thing we need to we need we personally need to remember like even us in our age that those that came before us for the most part have been Christians for our entire our entire lives or even longer so the revelation mm. that, that have been revealed to them are more more likely to be more than the revelations that have been revealed to us. Obviously, it's a case by case sort of scenario because you could be a very young Christian and still have multitudes of revelations, and you can be an old Christian and only have like two or three. It all depends on a case by case. But when when you can see that the struggling, don't just leave them flounder extend a hand and try and help them through it and you know be there for them both physically and spiritually that's another important thing to be there for Mm. each other spiritually to pray for one another that's Mm. my my two cents on the subject But I think, if anything, uh, this makes it uh, exciting, you know, for us, because I believe that God wants to use us, you know, to um, to really pave the way and to uh, allow more and more people to experience Christ in a way that it's relevant to us, not to say that uh, God changes according to us, no, not mm-hmm. at all. But I do think that the way, as you guys said, the way we deliver and the way we talk about Jesus um, is important. You know, the 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 manner of delivery uh, is important because it attracts people accordingly. Um, so I think um, it's it's exciting because it's for us to really 
pressed on and it's for us to really continue to dwell in him so that he can show us what to do, how to say, when to say, who to say to, do you understand? And really make sure that um, other people get the benefit, perhaps some things that we may have struggled with, uh, other people can get the benefit of and things that we have enjoyed, other people can also, you know, tap into it. Um, So... Yeah, I, I think for me, that's that's my take-home message, really, from from today. I think uh, we could probably go on <laughs> for, for hours. Um, but I know that for me, I enjoyed listening to both of you guys because I think it, it, it has allowed me to understand you guys a little bit more, understand where you guys are at, although um, we didn't necessarily delve completely super duper duper 100 percent deep um but still um yeah it was a pleasure uh listening to your thoughts guys yeah 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 thank you it's been yeah as you said a pleasure because you really get to understand the your, your peers what your brothers and sisters are going through I, mm. Like seeing something that you don't like, seeing them present a side of themselves that is normally guarded, something that they they're not quite easily going to talk about, and to like mm. hear about it is quite eye opening. Mm, definitely. Yeah, mm. like my takeaway mm. from this is, as I've said, that we we all struggle. We are not here to be alone, but to be mindful of each other. Mm, always. Yeah, simple as that, to just be mindful of each other. Mm. Mm. Um, from me, um, I don't want it to seem like this is a complaining session, just a session of one guy whining. Um, for the most part, it's just my own mm. grievances and frustrations with you know, Christianity in general and just trying to find myself in Christ because of the different avenues I've been mm-hmm. down, um, the different kinds of people that have tried to talk to me about taking my faith seriously. Um, I remember my dad saying that it's something you have to find for yourself. Um, I think parents like to tell us mm-hmm who we should be um, in terms of our Christianity. But they forget to mention that the walk is solely your own. And, you know, they have very little to do with the with the process. They are literally here for the beginning, which is grooming you in Christianity, as in mm-hmm. making sure that Christianity is what you know, so that when you're older you don't depart from it. That's that's literally what they're here to do. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's up to you to further cultivate that seed that's been planted. And the only way you can really do mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. by studying the word. And the other two were saying finding like-minded people is also a solid point. Mm-hmm. Finding like-minded Christians also people you can speak to 
because that is one of the most important things mm. as well, whether it's questions regarding the word, whether it's your personal life, you know, just someone you can speak to and, mm. you know, they can understand what you're saying. They can give you the appropriate advice, not necessarily from a parent um, perspective or an authoritative uh, perspective, but more as a friend, more as a peer. You know, that, that kind of advice I, I find mm. helps a lot. And more time because I'm the one normally giving that kind of advice to mm. others. So, you know, it's not just mm. about you, you, you. You know, it's us. We are one body and there's True. millions, if not billions of us. So the journey we walk is never alone. And if you ever feel mm. that you're alone in the physical, God's always with True. you. That's a promise. So, True. Mm. Mm. yeah, yeah. Wow, lovely, lovely. I think today was just a, a beautiful chance to just pause and kind of reflect, you know, on ourselves and our individual journeys as well. Um, but yes, as I said, I um, enjoyed listening and talking to you guys and um we do hope that everyone uh has enjoyed you know this this episode as everyone said um with our experiences we just want to encourage everyone to understand that our journeys will look completely different but at the end of the day the price is jesus that's that's what we all are working towards and running towards and um you know praying onto and worshiping so we just want to continue to encourage you to focus on him because the more we focus on jesus the more we're able to understand what we need to do and how to do those very things um so yeah well you've listened to christina and Benga. and we are the cq podcast we hope you enjoyed it. Bye, everyone. Bye, bye.